everybody. Welcome back to Lesbians. Welcome back. Happy Wednesday. If this actually doesn't post on Wednesday because of tech issues, I'm. that's going to be my 13th reason. Talking about tech issues, that's what I want to say. I got a new phone, and that's why it took us a second to get on because, one, it took me two days to set up my phone because of the memory shit, and it just took two entire days for all of my photos to upload onto the new iCloud storage I got so I could literally transfer my phone because my data, like my AT&T service already got transferred to my new phone. And so I didn't have service on my old phone, but everything hadn't been transferred. McGonagher takes me over iPad. McGonagher takes me over iPad. I was down bad. So many people thought like I blocked that. I was like, no, I'm just, I was dead to the world for a few hours. Yeah. I was like, wow, I could probably get so much done if my phone like, I mean, how do you get on TikTok? I guess I could get on my laptop. Well, I could still get on, like, all my apps and everything, but I wasn't. that. Like, I went that whole morning without checking any any social medias because I was trying to let it sit there and, like, all the photos, like, upload and everything. Um, finally, it did, like, two days. I was so annoyed. It was just because I was trying to work on it. I was, like, I didn't even think about social media because I was so annoyed that it still hadn't downloaded overnight. So then I left it and I just started working, which I did get a lot done at work because I didn't have my phone, but I was still texting people on my iPad. iPad baby. But I don't have like my normal apps on my iPad. I just have like my art stuff on my iPad. Yeah. Well, uh, Makana also is one of those annoying people who has their do not disturb on 24-7. Like literally nobody's disturbing Makana. I promise you. And anytime I see the notify anyways, I hit the button. I want I would like to be I would like to be heard I would like to be seen I just do that so I can focus at work because if I see like every notification that pops up I get distracted well, Makana usually texts me back within five minutes so I don't know what she's I mean about. I still check my phone <laughs> but it's not it doesn't catch my attention as often now right okay okay oh we need to talk about uh the chip me and Makana our podcast we're advocating for chips in hands um, because I've lost my IDs and my credit cards and like, you know, your cards and stuff. Like, why not get a chip? Like, okay. Right. I didn't really understand why the conservatives were mad about that. I'm like. Because that essentially solves the whole voter ID issue. Cause then everyone has a chip. Yeah. Nothing more secure than that. That's what I'm saying. And I'm like, there's your voter ID, baby. You guys should be up behind this. Right. But I mean, obviously if they ever offered a chip like no i don't think someone should get a chip if they don't want one but like sign me the fuck up i'm ready to be a guinea pig give me the chip please the chip is it, it feels like not even a huge step to me considering all of our data is everywhere at all times anyway yeah it would just be more accessible because i was just thinking about this i was taking molly on a walk and i was like damn i could just walk over and pick up my medicine but i was like dang i don't have my id because i have an id to pick up my adhd medicine which you didn't even check today i was like shit i don't have my wallet on me and if i just had a chip you would be fine yeah you would have been fine i don't know like exactly the rules on like bringing molly into like harris teeter and stuff i see people with small dogs in harris teeter so i'm assuming it's fine but she's a good dog she is, like, my service animal, but it's, like, I don't need to bring her to Harris Peter. It's just more of a convenience thing because I could just pop in on my walk. 
because there's yeah. a Starbucks. I think I could go through the Starbucks because there's a separate door than Harris Teeter, but I don't think I could take her to the pharmacy because I'd have to walk all the way through. Yeah, probably. I did get yelled at for bringing her into this little coffee shop by my house. So fuck that coffee shop. Instead, I walk down to, I think it's called Betty and Boo's, Bo's, because um, they let dogs in. Period. End of story. We go there, and she gets so many pets, and they have treats for her every single time. They're just so much better, and it's a really good company. Have you ever heard of them? Mm-hmm. Their Instagram says a human rights movement disguised as a coffee shop. No, I don't have a dog, but if I did, I'd probably understand your pain, so I get where you're coming from. I do want to talk about – I don't think I wrote this down. I thought about it later, but the Gabby Hanna thing. Oh, my God. I know you've seen it on TikTok. Honestly, somebody needs to get, like, she needs help. She really does need, like, actual legitimate help. Like, are there no one, is there no one in her life that cares about her enough to help her? I don't know what that looks like for her, but she needs something. Wait, let me play. I don't know if you saw, this was a more recent video. Okay, so for people who don't know who we're talking about, Gabby Hanna, she's a YouTuber slash singer slash... She has like a poetry collection, I think, too. She's been on YouTube for like a very, very long time. Like, oh, don't forget. Don't forget. She was the only white girl in her neighborhood, but she's also a colored girl. That's the TikTok I want to play for everybody. Okay. So basically, a couple days ago, Gabby Hanna starts posting these like very manic um, videos online. She posted uh, like a hundred in one day. Yeah. No, and, like, there were multiple within hours, and and none of them had anything to do with each other. Like, she wasn't making any sense. She was, like, saying that she was God, that she was born from God, and, like, just really crazy, like, Christianity kind of, you know, like, religion kind of things. And then she Mm -hmm. was also saying racist things. And then there was, like, a part where she, like, let some random guy come into her house, and she was, like, filming TikToks with them. And it was, like, really weird. But hold on. Let me see if I can pull up the TikTok I saw last night. I don't let me see if i liked it i hope i did right like i love to make fun of gabby hannah and like as insane and crazy as it all is like she do need help uh yeah 100 it's like i'm gonna laugh but then i'm also like fun not funny haha funny she needs needs a lot of help damn never mind i didn't save it but basically gabby hannah made a video where she was like a video saying that she was a a colored woman who grew up in the ghetto or something like she was referencing that and like got out of yeah. the ghetto and it's like for anyone who doesn't know Gabby Hanna is most definitely white like yeah she might be Italian or something maybe is she Jewish I don't I really don't know because then she was saying that she was Middle Eastern which then I did see say see someone reacted to her TikTok where she was saying that she was Middle Eastern and that person was Middle Eastern, and they were like, I see it, like, the nose, it makes sense. Probably satire. So I really, I don't know. Because she was also saying, like, she made that TikTok about being a colored woman growing up in the ghetto. And then, like, the day before, she was making TikToks about being the only white girl in an all-black neighborhood and an all-black school. And so that's why she would say things like ashy and nappy hair and stuff like that i feel like ashy is not a word only for the black community or people that are colored i feel like anybody can be ashy like i don't feel like ashy i've never heard anybody get mad about saying ashy but nappy's right. different like why do people not say the word nappy no. like unless, i mean 
I don't know exactly what the rules are if they're calling their own hair nappy, but obviously, no, no white person is allowed to say the word nappy. Well, that's what she was saying, like, because she grew up around girls saying that their hair is nappy, she also called her hair nappy, which was fine, because that was, like, the dialogue there. Yeah. Like, she truly was the minority at that time. You are no longer that minority. You have a giant platform. You live in a, I don't even know where she lives, but in a nice-ass house. You have wealth. Stop trying to be like, oh, I had all these issues. Like, everyone has issues growing up. Stop. Also, stop switching your stories back and forth. Right. Yeah, I think that, I think the, she eventually did get psyche valved or whatever. And I guess there was not, they said that, at least from what she said, there was nothing that they could do. And she was like, my, she got diagnosed, she said that she got diagnosed with bipolar 2 and that her, therapist also has bipolar too and her therapist was the one who told her what's wrong with having manic episodes and people were like i mean nothing's necessarily wrong with mania but like mania didn't make me racist right you can't blame your mental disorders on the shitty things that you do you did a shitty thing and you just happen to have a mental disorder right yeah exactly and i know people were like kind of making fun of her and stuff like that and then People were mad because they were making fun of her because she's having, like, a mental health breakdown or whatever. And I'm like, I don't really give a fuck about I don't care. Like, either way, like, I hope she gets help. End of story. That's really all I can say. I did see somebody make a TikTok saying that they think that she's on the dark side of the moon, which is, like, I guess if you have a really bad acid trip or something like that. Mm. Like, people that do too much acid, mm-hmm. like... It fucks with them so much that they'll, like, never be the same. Yeah, you pretty much enter, like, a permanent trip. You're just tripping every day, all day. It never stops. That's why I would never take acid. Like, that alone is why I would never take acid. I'm okay. If you already have um, mental illness, taking LSD is not a good idea. I mean, taking a lot of different things. Because even something as, like, small as, like, Delta 8, which is legal everywhere in the U.S., that can cause psychosis depending on what kind of mental illnesses you have. So something as hard as LSD that can make you either go into psychosis or go on the dark side of the moon and just have that permanent trip, which with her and all the Jesus talk and it could be that plus the mania, which would make sense on why how makes sense on why it's so chaotic. Yeah. That, I totally understand that. Maybe that's why I couldn't even do Delta E because when I took Delta E, I literally felt like I was schizophrenic. Like I was thinking that people were in my house. I thought my mom had laced me with heroin. It was this whole big thing. And that's why I don't take any weed products anymore. Cause I'm like, yeah, cause yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing anything else besides alcohol. Alcohol doesn't do anything to me except make me regret things in the morning. That's what I like. Uh, Okay, so what are your updates for this week? I think I, like, peeked over that. Um, well, I did start reading a book that I saw on TikTok, um, and it goes along with what one of the things that we were talking about last week um, about, like, butch lesbians. So the book is called Stone Butch Blues by Leslie Feinberg. Uh, she uses she, ze, her, her pronouns. I wanted to get a hard copy of the book because the person in the TikTok had a hard copy. I love a good hard copy because I like to read it while I'm on my walks with Molly. It was like $200. But Leslie's a G and her she put her PDF on her website 
at lesliefeinberg.com and it's free. So that's what I've been reading it on. I don't think it's not super long. It's like 300 pages because I did get um, a, a few messages from like people who are listening to the episode just talking about um, the conversation about Bushness, especially on TikTok. I didn't realize it was that toxic. Like just people coming after butch and mass lesbians. Like why? Just because you're not into butch or mass lesbians doesn't mean they're not beautiful human beings. Like fuck off. Right. Anyway, so yeah, I'm reading that. If anybody else wants to read it again, the PDF is free. I'll link it in the show notes. So that's like one thing I'm doing to like expand my mind. Um, I did something quite opposite and I went off on my dad's biological sister and it felt so good. So me and this person, like I haven't had a relationship with her in a really long time because she's a see you next Tuesday and just a hypocrite and a horrible person. He was like, well, she's my sister. She's family. Da, 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 da. And I was like, I literally could give two shits. I said, the word family doesn't mean anything to me unless you're acting like family. So there's like a lot of shit going on. And I was like, finally, like my we are all cutting off complete ties. I don't have to spend another goddamn Christmas with this woman. I am so excited. God might be real, you know? <laughs> Uh, because you know he's answering some kind of prayers but yeah I went off on her and I just I really read her for filth but not in a like I didn't cuss her out I could have I was that angry I took the high road and I kind of just pointed out every negative thing that she's did done in the past years with sources and bible quotes because she's a quote-unquote Christian so I wanted to talk to her in her language and then I ended it with see you in hell bitch because I had to I had to put something in there I got petty in my blood but I'm really holding myself back because I did that from going off on some of my cousins on Facebook they're all very Republican they're all a lot older um they're all Trump supporters which is awful but as far as like family members go they are actually like good people to me and they've always loved and accepted me like no matter what and so I like that so that's like the one thing keeping me (laughs) from going off on them but they're just posting things like I have a problem with my tax dollars going to indoctrinate the youth like okay I have a problem with my tax dollars going to social security because I'm not gonna ever see that apparently they've been saying that since my dad since my dad was in school though in the 70s like they've been saying this we're not gonna see a penny of it I'm tired of funding already overfunded police departments when our teachers are underfunded kids are going to bed hungry we don't have health care like I could have gone I could have wrote a novel you know what I did I just closed my Facebook app they said self-care and, and you chose peace I chose peace so That's yeah I did choose violence but it was a long time coming I said in it I said I'm gonna call you out on all your shit because no one else will and I was like, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to do this for a really long time. End of story. What are your updates? So I had my first graduate school exam today. Definitely failed it um, because there were multiple questions. They were short answer where I just wanted to write, like, write, to be real, dog. No fucking idea. No fucking clue. I mean, like, literally, I'm just making shit up. I'm literally like, just inventing things in my head. I feel like I should get more points for that. 
making stuff up. I feel like that shows I'm creative. I don't think that's how it's going to go over, but whatever. So I don't know what I actually got. Um, this is just a small if you were in a different PhD program, like maybe uh, philosophy and not microbiology, you could get away with some creative yeah. answers. But I don't think that's how it works in yeah, STEM. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I was thinking about this the other day. So you know when a girl on Tinder has like, because you can't do this anywhere else, but you can put like, oh no, you can put it, you can put it in uh, on Bumble and on Hinge, I think. I, because I'm pretty sure what they're doing is they're writing this in for what they do for work. And it'll be like, your mom. Your mom's house. With your mom. It's truly not the flex that you think it is. It's truly not funny. Like, and it's not even in its post-post irony yet. It's just simply not funny. Every single time I see it, I swipe left. Right. It's been overused, especially in dating apps. It's not, like, if it's supposed to be an insult. Like, don't your mom, someone you're trying to fuck, where, where does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I'm not even taking it as an insult. I'm just like, you're such a, you're boring, bitch. Like, be creative. Jesus fucking Christ. Get a, get a personality other than that. Yes. For and your mom, it has to be tastefully used as an insult somewhere completely inappropriate. Yes. If not, then it takes that. away the art of the words. Yeah. Then they're just words that mean nothing. <laughs> That was just that was just a side note. The other one is, uh, I would like to know what everybody at home thinks about the bush, the bush to be or not to be a bush, because there was a situation that I was in where this came up in question. I said the bush or not the bush. Um, I decided that not the bush was the answer, but I know some people rock the bush. Some people like the bush. I don't really know what I like. I rock the bush, and I like the bush. I am pro-bush. I think what I need, I'm pro-bush, don't get me wrong, but I don't go pro-bush myself. I think maybe if I had, but I think if I could trim it, if I had like an electric trimmer, like that would be different, but I'm not trimming it with a razor in the shower. Like I'm just shaving that bitch bald. She's rocking the bald. I used to rock the bald a lot, and I also used to uh, have a membership to European Wax Center, and I would just get a full Brazilian, like, clean. But I just get a lot of ingrowns, and it was not working for me, so then I just grew the bush. I still keep it neat. You know, I have a little triangle. Try to keep it huge. I tried to do shaves one time. I just don't have that kind of, like, skill. I, I can't get the angles right. Like, if I had a partner, and, like, they could <laughs> they could really shave me up like that, you know, like, Courtney and Scott. Courtney and Scott, yeah. Yeah, when he shaved her vagina when she was pregnant. Yes, I do remember that. Uh, I would say, I since I don't get ingrowns, I don't really have an excuse not to shave all of it off. But, like, when I'm not actively hooking up with someone, like, I kind of just... I let her do her thing. I'm like, uh, out of pure laziness. Mm -hmm. um, but I do... I do bikini wax at home, and that's actually not bad. I definitely recommend it. Beat wax strips. That hair will not grow back for weeks, babes. I've thought about that just, like, so I can keep, like, my triangle, like, sharp without having to, like, touch it up all Wait, the time. Wait, so do you, just leave, do you just leave the triangle? Yeah, I shave a triangle, and then I, like, shave my lips. Oh. Yeah. See, when I was talking about the bush, I'm talking about... The bush, babe. Oh, no, like, I don't have a yield sign. 
it doesn't strap back to my butt crack. Right? <laughs> okay, that's what I thought you were talking about. I was like, wait, but why even shave the triangle in there? Okay, I get it now. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I have tried to do the landing strip before, but it was crooked. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I thought about getting that one. It's like a razor for men's faces, and it blew up on TikTok, and apparently it's supposed to be good. But it was like $65, and one time I bought a razor from TikTok, and it was like, no nicks. I literally got cut the first swipe. I was like, this is bullshit. Awesome. I love being a woman. But yeah, when I'm like lazy, I just let that thing grow out, especially during the winter time. Basically, like if I'm going out or seeing someone, I'm going to trim it up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that makes sense. Another update is that I finished, well, I've been reading books. I just haven't been talking about them, but this one was fucking crazy. So I was like, okay, I have to tell you guys. So it's a memoir. It's called Excavation by Wendy Ortiz. And it's basically a memoir about this girl who had a relationship. Uh, obviously, I'm not. I'm using relationship very lightly with her eighth grade English teacher. When this girl was 13, this man called her home and was like talking all kinds of crazy on her phone. Okay, wait. Like when she was only 13, and they had was only- this when they had like the house phone where like the parent could just pick up another line yeah. and. That is, like, one, bold already. Disgusting and bold. No, but it's bold because how did he know that she would respond well? That's what was so weird. I was like, no, he's done this multiple times. Yeah, I was like, there's no way this is first time. So, yeah, it was, like, such a wild ride, but it was, like, one of the best memoirs I've ever read. That one and Being Lolita are very similar as far as, except this one was crazy because the girl was 13, and they had the relationship from 13 to 18, being Lolita, she was 17 when the teacher met. Not saying that being 17 is okay, but obviously there's a huge difference between yes. a 13-year-old. Like, no, you're an actual pedophile. You're an actual pedophile. And he was, like, actually grooming her throughout her entire, like, developmental yeah, stage. Yeah, I was like, oh, my goodness. But, yeah, obviously big trigger warning. But if you guys can handle it, definitely recommend that book. There was one more thing. So I got one of those cameras, those like pet cameras for Oreo mm-hmm. because I want to see what she's doing. Is it the Furbo? When I'm away. No, it's the Casa. Oh, I got a Furbo. I was thinking like, you know how people are always like, oh, I bet my cat, I bet my animal who, you know, my pet can speak English, like, but they won't speak to me. I'm like, I was thinking that too, but I have even a better, like, okay, so I'm telling Oreo, just speak English. I won't tell anyone. Because if I do tell someone that you spoke English, I'm going to a psych ward. I'm being locked up. So I can't tell anyone. So that's why, that's my, that's, I'm advocating for Oreo to speak English to me because I can't tell anyone. <laughs> that reminds me of, well, it reminds me of two things. Dr. Doolittle, obviously, because he was just talking to animals. And everyone's yes, like, this yes. is normal. And then also that Rick and Morty episode, there's a cat that can talk. But the whole time, everyone's like, why can't you talk? And he's like, don't worry about it. He's just like, don't worry about it. And then he tries to get everyone taken off. Florida. No, but truly don't. <laughs> I wish Molly would talk to me so she could tell me what she wants instead of pawing my face every 25 minutes. Yeah. Actually, it would be, it would be very useful if cats could talk, actually. Okay, cool. Well, let's get in. Are we ready to get into? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get into this week's episode, which is on drum roll, please. Conversion therapy. 
this was just kind of on a whim, but yeah. So we're going to be talking about conversion therapy today. And I actually made a joke very recently. So the joke that I made the other day was that if I get played by one more girl, I'm going to conversion therapy, like willingly going because I simply cannot, I simply refuse to be played by hot people. You know what I mean? Like, at least when I was with men, they were ugly and I could just be like, ew, they were ugly anyways. But when they're hot, it hurts more. It does hurt more. It also hurts more if a girl leaves you for a man. <laughs> that pain you'll never get over. Which is like in a queer insecurity, but it does just hurt more because it's like, as 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 a lesbian, I just know I can provide better emotional support. There are there are those men. Right. Yeah. It's never them anyways, but okay, so to kickstart this uh episode, I'm just gonna give some quick little facts on conversion therapy and like what certain states have. So for anyone who doesn't know, conversion therapy is a dangerous practice that targets LGBTQ youth and seeks to change their sexual or gender identities. Minors are especially vulnerable and conversion therapy can lead to depression, anxiety, drug abuse, homelessness, and suicide. So to date, I'm going to list off a couple. Okay, maybe I should just count the states. There's like a bunch of states. You guys know them. They're most likely going to be the Democratic states, um, including Utah. Utah is just like thrown in there, but um, they all have laws. At 22 states. Yeah, 22 states. They all have laws. Well, 20 laws. states and then D.C. and Puerto Rico. Yeah. So those 22 have laws or regulations protecting youth against this harmful practice. Eight of these states' laws or regulations were enacted under Republican governors, so pretty much everyone hates conversion therapy. Well, I won't say everybody, but, you know. There are some Republicans out there who also don't agree with conversion therapy. On three occasions, April 2019, February 2016, and May 2015, the Supreme Court of the United States allowed decisions of the third U.S. District Court of Appeals upholding New Jersey's anti-conversion therapy law to remain in, in effect. SCOTUS also refused to hear challenges to California's anti-conversion therapy law in May of 2017 and June of 2014, leaving in place decisions of the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals affirming the law's constitutionality. So SCOTUS also will not be hearing anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't even think... Amy Coney Barrett. Like, I don't even know if, you know, they would even bother hearing about it. The issue is, is like, yes, I 100% agree that, like, it should be banned federally in every single state in the U.S. The issue comes along with, like, that religious freedom clause, um, because then a lot of churches and organizations, which they already do this, have conversion therapy camps and conversion, like, therapy under the guise of some religious thing, oh, yeah. private practice that, although it may be banned by the government, since it's private and a religious thing, you know, like they're able to do that, which is annoying. But I guess, you know, we can start with saving as many kids as possible. Yes, exactly. I think the only person who would vouch for conversion therapy is like Clarence Thomas, of course. He would be like, yeah, why can't the states do that? But. Right. He's just going to vote for every horrible thing. I think he's just like trying to get to hell at this point. Yeah, he's actively trying. So on to some conversion therapy, just like a couple of things on the history of it. Our king, Sigmund Freud, viewed homosexuality as a arrested development. Very true. 
Um, what does that mean? I think that means that you're like not fully developed. <laughs> yeah. If you're gay. I said, love that. Uh, so can I get out of work? Okay. I'm, I'm not developed yet. I can't, I can't work. That's what Freud said. He said it, not me. Later, a psychoanalysis followed Sandor Rado, who argued that homosexuality was a phobic avoidance of heterosexuality caused by inadequate early parenting. So send that to your parents. If they don't, uh, if they don't approve of you being part <laughs> of the queer community, send that to them. Uh, I don't even know who this man is. I've never heard of him. I don't know who that is either. But in some of the research I was doing, I saw that... Uh, one of the reasons that they said that someone was gay is because you either had like a bad relationship with your dad which of course like you know bad parental relationships people always use that or sexual abuse um or you have a gay parent which it's like yeah. that doesn't make you gay but what if you didn't what if you didn't experience any of those <laughs> Well, that's what she said in the documentary, and he replied. Like, she was like, what if you have a good relationship with your dad? And she was like, well, he said, then you were sexually abused. And she's like, well, what if I've never been sexually abused? He was like, well, you probably forgot your sexual abuse. And she was like, yeah, you're no, right. And she was she was brainwashed at this time. So she was like, you're 100% correct. Okay. The bad thing is, like, a lot of people that unfortunately are in conversion therapy, and especially ones that believe it and go through it and, like, live – quote-unquote straight christian lives or heterosexual lives in any religion um is because they're just people that have been in these ultra conservative religious pods and then they don't have because this was just their upbringing and they don't have any other frame of mind when their elders and the pastors the religious leaders say like this is what it is they're like okay i'm gonna listen to you and then especially at being kids it's like kids always want to make, you know, their parents happy. They want to make adults happy. So then, of course, they're going to feed into it. I mean, I tried to look up where I could go to conversion therapy <laughs> at, just in case. And I couldn't find anywhere. So, yeah, it's definitely more of like a religious thing, I think. Um, and still upheld by some religious communities, mm -hmm. which definitely sucks. I said definitely sucks. No, I mean, that really sucks. <laughs> It does. No, I was like looking barely, up religions that, you know, really do conversion therapy, just because a lot of what I hear are Christians, which, you know, I don't want all the Christians to come after us yeah. because other religions do it. I saw one um, Islam says no gay people. And so that's why it's okay for them to do conversion therapy. Um, but I something that I found out that was really cool is that Islam actually does accept trans people. And gender reassignment surgery is acceptable under islamic law oh so they're ahead of the times right so they're anti-lgb they're pro-trans so getting somewhere baby steps literally just baby steps and of course like whole religions aren't going to be that you know there's going to be those fundamentals super conservative extremist sects of religion but the people that are pushing the conversion therapy narrative in the U.S. do tend to be majority of those, like, Christian nationalists that we keep seeing. Yeah. They're, so I'm pretty sure conversion therapy was first, what's the word? Somebody did a study on it. His name was, he was a psychiatrist. It was Dr. L. Spitzer. He offered a flaw study on a reparative therapy, which is just mm -hmm. another word for conversion therapy. 
but he has since denounced the study and has apologized for endorsing the practice. So that was like one study that people could have used, I guess, to say that it worked, but he already went back and said like that he doesn't endorse mm -hmm. it anymore. But on to the different types of conversion therapy. So the first one is aversion therapy, which is used on homosexuals, including electric shock and nausea inducing drugs while presenting same sex erotic images which obviously is supposed to be like, it's like the shot caller, I guess, for like Molly, like if you were to get her one, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, they did the electric shock. But if as far as like the erotic images, as anyone has watched American Horror Story Asylum, they do this to Lana, you know, they give her some kind of chemical that makes her throw up. And then like, he does a slideshow of like women, uh, female erotica. And then he puts a picture of his her wife, which is sad. Because they often use, like, their partners, their wives, their husbands, girlfriends, boyfriends pictures in the aversion therapy. So then, that, that, like, that, like, image of their loved yeah. ones, like, makes them nauseous. That was a really sad scene. But cessation or cessation of the aversive stimuli was typically accompanied by the presentation of opposite sex erotic images with the objective of strengthening heterosexual feelings. So there's another method called covert sensitization method, which involves instructing patients to imagine vomiting or receiving electric shock. So now you're just, I don't know how effective that would be. You just have to imagine it. I feel like that's more of like a placebo. Like you think that you're going to get, like you're telling yeah. yourself you're nauseous or yeah. you're telling yourself you're I getting a shock. So basically gaslighting yourself. <laughs> The next one that I uh, have been joking about for like a thousand years was uh, the lobotomy. Um, so in 1940s and 1950s, U.S. neurologist Walter Freeman popularized the ice pick lobotomy as a treatment for homosexuality. He personally performed as many as there were basically 3,500 lobotomies, 3,500 lobotomy surgeries in 23 states of which 2,500 used his ice pick procedure, despite the fact that he had no surgical training. Well, the procedure itself just is barbaric. Like, if you've never seen it An before, you literally put a nail in, like, the corner of your eye and then tap it into your frontal lobe, which is where, like, your personality and a lot of certain things are stored, which is why it quote-unquote worked. Is it because after the lobotomy it changed your entire personality like it made you submissive and just not yourself anymore yeah it says up to 40 percent of freeman's patients were gay individuals subjected to a lobotomy in order to change their homosexual orientation leaving most of these individuals severely disabled for the rest of their lives like makana said so yeah i mean yeah. lobotomies are extreme like nobody obviously nobody's getting lobotomies anymore now that we know more about the brain. Did this man go to jail? Who? Walter Freeman? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Is this who American Horror Story The Asylum was based off of? I think so. Yeah, because in American Horror Story, that's when he like introduces the lobotomy. Was he from Germany, though? Because they had that whole like World War II. Uh, actually, no. He's from... He was born in... Uh, Philadelphia. Okay, yeah. So he got banned from operating after 
one of his patients who got her third lobotomy died from a brain hemorrhage during the procedure. Third lobotomy? Yeah. Babes, what was she doing? Who knows? And then after he got banned from operating, he retired and then embarked on a cross-country follow-up with studies of his lobotomy patients and then died of cancer at age 76. Oh, no, that sucks. So. (laughs) Lots of good ones. (laughs) I'm going to move on to just, like, some quick statistics of the harms of conversion therapy, and I got these from glad.org. Teens and adults have gone through conversion therapy are 8.4 times more likely to report having attempted suicide, 5.9 times more likely to report high levels of depression, 3.4 times more likely to use illegal drugs, and are 3.4 times more likely to be high risk for HIV and other STDs. So basically what we're saying is conversion therapy is not good. We do not support conversion therapy in this house. We don't. And it really confuses me, the people that advocate for conversion therapy, because it's been scientifically disproven. Um, Like, psychological and scientific communities have all agreed that homosexuality is not a mental disorder. You can't change someone's orientation, even though they think that praying it away is going to do that. Like, why can't you just let people be happy? It's because the people that are uber religious like this and support all these horrible things literally don't have the intellectual capacity to understand things like this. Yeah. Because, I mean, there are studies that show that if you're, you know, uber conservative, super religious, or, you know, it also goes into like being racist or sexist or homophobic, you just have a lower IQ. (laughs) which prevents you from being able to think critically about things, which causes these kind of ideologies. So talking about advocates of conversion therapy, I'm going to go into like some of the things that I looked up. Um, So obviously these advocates were happy when Trump and Pence got elected to office because they don't want any of the conversion bans to go into place. Um, So they're just saying that, you know, if there are bans that would prevent their sorry that was my dad so they state that you know having bans would go against their religious liberties because they're saying that their religion says homosexuality is a sin and therefore helping people not to sin is their right as a christian but surprisingly enough Um, The 2020 report from ABC included two revelations or included revelations of two programs that conducted conversion therapy in Alabama, one of which uh, a Christian pastor overseeing dozens of teens who was convicted of child abuse. um, Of course he was. Mm -hmm. What's new? Amid stark allegations of beatings administered to teens who resisted efforts to change uh, their sexual orientation so yeah the literally the least surprising cover-up i've ever seen and then uh, the camps practicing conversion therapy uncovered by 2020 they weren't operating as licensed mental health facilities and so that's what i was saying before like yes we can ban conversion therapy you know federally in all of the united states but It's still going to happen in these non-licensed facilities that are exempt from those kind of laws, which 
there needs to be from there, you know, we need to go deeper, but that's in a few years time, baby steps. Um, I was thinking though, it, it just bothers me when people use the guise of religion to say every bad thing that they should be allowed to do. I think that we should use, you know, the GOP's ideology of, you know, trans youth. Um, Because you know how a lot of Christians and Republicans are, you know, very anti-trans to begin with, but also saying that children undergoing any kind of transitioning or hormones, things like that, are being abused. And so they're saying that they don't want trans youth transitioning until they're like 18 years old, 21 years old, around that time frame. How about we do the same thing and not let any Christian youth, ew, that sounded like a Nazi thing. How, how about we not let any of that youth um, undergo any kind of conversion therapy until they're 18 or 21 years old? Do you guys want to do that yeah. or no? Does it only go for the trans kids? Make it make sense. Make it make sense to the Muslims. You got to get behind this. Youth. You got to stand up for your trans brothers and sisters. You mm-hmm. do. So, uh, Tommy Lauren is a Republican mouthpiece for Fox News now. I think she was on The Blaze. She actually got fired from The Blaze because she came out as pro-choice. And she was like, I'm not pro-abortion. I just don't think the government has a right to regulate our bodies, which is actually the most sense a Republican has ever made. Because if anything, they should be pro-choice. Because It's weird when people... You guys... It's weird when like people that are always so incredibly wrong are right. It's it's like that saying, you know, a clock is or a broken clock is right twice a day. So I did agree with Makana, but I've never actually heard the saying in my entire life. Yeah, I just uh, I just feel like everybody, every conservative should have that take because you don't want them to regulate your guns, mm-hmm. but you want them to regulate literal people's mm-hmm. bodies. Okay. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. For the children that okay, are then going to get shot at six years old by one of your precious guns. America. Mm-hmm. You said it. She said it. Yeah. So, yeah, again, people just always want to talk about religious and parental rights, but literally not for, for anyone else. Like, what about my religious rights to not practice any kind of religion? Like, okay. But... Then I also wanted to talk about um, prayer way again, like I what I was talking about, what the main thing. Okay, hang on. So as I mentioned before, I watched prayer way. This is a Netflix documentary. It was produced by Jason Bloom and AHS Ryan Murphy. Um, So it follows the previous leaders of this group called Exodus. And they pretty much like ran conversion therapy for a while. It was like this huge Christian group that was like a bunch of ex-gay people. Um, People who had gone through conversion therapy, people who had found Jesus and realized that they weren't actually gay. They were just on a sinner's path, da-da-da-da-da. And it's funny because one of the ex-gay leaders, uh, he's yeah, now he's like not in the organization. He left because he realized they were spewing actual bullshit. He was a ex-gay man married to an ex-lesbian. So, 
Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but he was the one, you know, spreading the message saying, you know, like homosexuality, it's it's a changeable behavior. But it's weird because somebody in the group was saying that, oh, gay people are wrong for this. The LGBT, like they just say they identify as gay or bisexual. Like no other group says I identify. Like, do y'all not identify as Christians? Do you guys? I don't, I think that a lot of like Christians like this just need a dictionary because it's the same ones that's saying like nobody no other group says they identify as x y or z yes they do you don't know what the word identify means and then it's also the same thing with like the pronoun people that like that one school district that banned pronouns how are you gonna ban pronouns from public school or even from school period how are the english teachers gonna teach anything well, yeah, that that I feel like pronouns should not be as controversial as they are. I understand. <laughs> I've seen those videos of people being like, "The liberal leaving my body as soon as a neo pronoun is used," <laughs> or something like that. So, I mean, that's just. I did giggle, um, but like, saying that your pronouns are they them, she her, she they. He, him, or he, they should not be controversial. Just say how you would like to right, be addressed. It's a two-second thing, but it's it's the strategy of the GOP, and it has been for years. It's just to deflect to something that literally means nothing in order to distract from something else. Pizza self. What? <laughs> I saw someone on TikTok say that they knew someone who would buy pizza self. Okay. I said no. No, because you took it yeah, too you far. Took it. You lost you lost your pronoun privileges. Give them back. Give them oh back God. right now. Uh, but also we need to talk about some people that may or may have not gone to conversion therapy. None of this is confirmed. It's just a lot of rumors going around, but you guys know these people. If you don't, you know, I'll list them. We're gonna list sources and everything. The gays, no. If you know, you know, you can see it. So first up, uh, let's give a warm, but hopefully not too warm welcome to Caitlin Bennett, a.k.a. Poopy Pants. A.k.a. Gun Girl. <laughs> yes. Um, it's so funny because every single article I pulled up on this, you know, they're pretty much all saying the same thing because there's not a ton of information out on it. But they all started with the girl that pooped her pants at a party or the girl that excremated on herself <laughs> at her college get together, you know, like. Um, I mean, she can't ever have a serious conversation with anyone without them bringing up the poop incident. Like, I think it's funny that people throw toilet paper rolls <laughs> at her. She's a cunt and I people don't care. Start throwing like, she depends at her. That's really what she needs. Like, think about her actual needs, guys. Um, but. Yeah. So it's rumored that she and her husband, Justin Maldo, both went to conversion therapy. So Brittany Havens on Twitter had tweeted a TikTok of Caitlyn's supposed ex-girlfriend. Uh, it's at Loose Roots on TikTok. Um, she posted a TikTok saying, when your ex-girlfriend goes to conversion therapy and leaves you for a guy also pretending to be straight. Oh, wait, I have I a... Have- I have a a tweet. Hold on. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, I don't think I'm going to find it, but basically it was like Caitlin Bennett had tweeted about how she was pregnant. She's pregnant? And someone quote tweeted, oh, I think she's already had the baby by now, but someone quote tweeted it and was like, ew, who be? <laughs> and I was fucking hollering. Is it you who be? Stop. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe not her husband, but oh, it just doesn't make sense to me. But yeah, so her husband and her both supposedly went to conversion therapy. And it doesn't surprise me because I feel like the most anti-LGBT, like just the loudest people are always the one that are the ones projecting and trying to cover up their own lies. Like when the documentary Prayer Away, the, all of the leaders were you know conversion therapy hadn't worked they were still gay and they were just trying their hardest to cover up that who they were and you know it was literally killing them so and then also our favorite girlies uh from girl defined bethany bairds and her husband david or dave or dav I don't know. He spells it with a D-A-V and then like a little line over one or either the A or the V. So I don't know if it's Dave or Dov. Anyway, he's rumored to have gone to conversion therapy, not once, but twice. One of those times forced by his wife, Bethany. Oh, yeah. Not not but twice, babes. Maybe it's not working. Maybe it's not working. Maybe maybe you should just be gay. I mean, it's weird. I actually feel bad. No, I feel so bad. Like, I feel bad for the people that, you know, aren't able to leave, like, live their true authentic lives and actually be happy because they have just this huge, like, religious system and ideology holding them back. Um, But if you just watch any of their videos, it's so uncomfortable. He just looks so stiff and rigid around her. He looks uncomfortable to hold her hand. Uh, They didn't kiss until marriage. And then also – a bunch of his mannerisms, like, not saying that, you know, the way you talk or your mannerisms, like, determine your sexuality, but if he's trying to act straight, he's not doing a good job. Not doing a good job no. at all. And we'll just that. apparently they yeah. had posted an engagement video talking about, you know, his struggles and his trips to conversion therapy they have since deleted it though um and unfortunately a lot of people had tagged jimmy snow in it he's the one that makes a lot of videos about girl defined no one bothered to screen record it before they took it down um i know so he kind of like broke down a few of their videos and you know he is saying that it is still just a rumor nothing's been corroborated Dav has also said he hasn't been to therapy, so now they're just going back. It's weird, too, because even, like, saying, like, no, I didn't go to conversion therapy, you know that the girl-defined girls at least support conversion therapy because not only do they perpetuate a lot of, like, anti-LGBT and harmful ideas towards queer people, you know, how they should handle it. Like, the one video I think they said, you know, fake it, you know, fake straight until you make it straight. Yeah, and they've taken down a lot of, you know, pro-conversion therapy and other articles about, like, the gay agenda and all of this other stuff. But they are still actively recommending books and resources that 
are essentially conversion therapy. They're not like camps and places you can go, but they're like self-help conversion therapy, like personal gay conversion therapy. So, which, you know, Jimmy was stating that, you know, of course, don't trust anything Bethany and Kristen have to say because they constantly perpetuate harmful things and go back on what they say, delete stuff, yada, yada, yada. But Dov hasn't lied in that way. So, and there have been a few things that he's, he's said about gay people that are not as horrible as, like, Bethany and Kristen's opinions. He said one of the videos... Yeah. Uh, Dav said that you know if he had a gay child like you know he would still support them you know and like love them and I guess Bethany made a face oh okay Bethany actually you can go to hell that's where I hope you go I hope there's hell so Bethany can go there that's really what I basically said to that uh ex-family member of mine because I'm going there because I'm going there for sure Sure. Mm-hmm. So, I did have to leave a few things out of the message. I almost said something that should we have gone to court, it may have come off as a threat. So I left that part out. <laughs> let's just, yeah, let's just leave it at that. Yeah, I left that part like, out. I just said the, I, did, I kept it short and sweet. I said, see you in hell, bitch. Nothing else they can throw against me. Did she respond? I blocked her. So I don't think so. Let me look at my laptop. Oh. Oh my god, we didn't talk about Sydney Sweeney. <gasps> oh my god. Okay, yeah, let's talk about well, let's talk about that to like wrap it up. Because that was really all I had okay, to say about so, conversion therapy. Um, if anyone else is like interested, I would definitely recommend watching Prayer Way as well as I listen to uh, Shit You Should Care About podcast on conversion therapy. So those are two good resources. Now, moving on to Sydney Sweeney, the Sydney Sweeney drama. So I actually had no idea. I just saw people on TikTok, like, going off about it and stuff. So apparently she posted Instagram photos and probably pictures on Twitter of her at her mom's 60th birthday. Mm -hmm. And in the pictures, I'm assuming it's her dad. It could be her grandfather, I guess, uh, was wearing a Blue Lives Matter shirt. And then people were wearing, like, fake MAGA hats or something in one of the pictures as well. Fake MAGA hats? And then... I don't think they were real MAGA hats, but I don't like parody MAGA MAGA hats, basically. Oh, okay. Well, but I don't know. Actually, let me let me see if I can pull that. I mean, we can't get mad about parody MAGA stuff. People make that all the time, and like some of them do be funny. There was a flag, not a flag, a fan at Pride that was it was a red fan, and it was in the same kind of script, and it just said "Make me come again." Nope, it made it definitely says "Make America." Wait, make. They're just MAGA-inspired hats, but I don't know what they say. It just makes something. Uh, yeah, I have no idea why she would have posted these photos. <laughs> She's really lost her fucking mind. Let me tell you something. If I had conservative parents, and I, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's one thing to have conservative parents. I feel like a lot of people are going to have them. But why would you post the picture of them Well, did she post the wearing... picture of the people wearing the hats, or was that somebody else? Oh, her brother posted. Okay, it says make 60 one. great again. So it was like a play on like his 60. Oh. Which I think she posted the one with her family member wearing the Blue Lives Matter shirt, which again, you can't judge someone. Like she wasn't wearing it. Again, people, many, many people have different views than their family members. I just think her response was bad. The response that she gave was definitely she did not talk to her PR. What did she say in response? The apology. She said, uh, it was giving Cassie. It was definitely giving Cassie. 
Where's Where's Maddie when you need her? Okay, so she tweeted and said, you guys, this is wild. An innocent celebration for my mom's milestone 60th birthday has turned into an absurd political statement, which was not the intention. Please stop making assumptions. Much love to everyone and happy birthday, mom. Yeah, so I just feel like she could have been like, hey, you know, I have different beliefs than my parents. This was not supposed to be a political statement, like, you know, something like that. But it was just like, basically saying that people were overreacting. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, in a way, oh, you are almost she definitely could have handled it better considering the platform she has and what people are gonna say at the same time. Okay, hang on. Do we know her political beliefs? Because what if she is like an undercover Trump supporter? Ooh. Because think about it, a lot of rich people are Republicans. So I, I did hear that she went to a private Christian school all the way up through high right, school. Right, and like if her family, her family is obviously Trump supporters. They made Trump hats for her mom's 60th. It's kind of hard to argue with that. Mm -hmm. Did she say anything about abortion rights? What did she say? Like, I don't think she needs to say anything about her family's political affiliations. She really should only speak on her own. Or should only have to speak on her own. Oh no, the right wingers are coming out for her. I'm like, oh, that's a group you don't. Yeah, want Tommy Warren uh, tweeted her statement, adding, "Never bow or apologize to the mob." That's that's not what you want. You don't want because granted, if I if I was in a similar position and I had said something ambiguous like that, I guess you could call that politically ambiguous. And then a right winger or somebody like Tommy Lauren quoted it, I'd be like, ah, 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 ah. let me make another statement saying that these people don't talk for me. But not everyone is as defiant with their parents as I may be. <laughs> so maybe she just doesn't want to start that with her family. But I would say it would be easier to clear it up and leave it up in the air for people to talk about. But I mean, hey. All publicity is good publicity, am I right? Remember when City Sweeney, when the internet was saying that she was ugly and she was like crying on the internet? When? That was actually kind of funny. When was that? Was that was in 2021, I think. And I was like, City Sweeney's hot. I have no idea what the fuck people are talking about. Have you seen our big old titties? Okay, oh my God, the stop. tweets out were saying, like, the, the tweets after the Sydney thing came out were funny because they were like, you don't get white titties like that out of liberal jeans. You don't. <laughs> you don't. Those are you some don't. big old Republican Southern titties. Period. For real. <laughs> For real. Red, red, and blue, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, we forgot. Mm. We okay. We're just gonna have a little, you know, pop culture update. We for we talking, you know, Euphoria continuing. We've talked. Talk, we forgot to talk about Hunter Schaefer. Mm. Disappointing. So disappointing. So I don't really know. Explain to me exactly what okay. happened. So basically, what happened. It wasn't a huge thing. It's not like he came out and said something in the same way that Sydney did. But basically, Hunter Schaefer is a trans medicalist. And pretty much what a trans medicalist is, they have the idea that in order to be trans and be, I guess, what is it, like official or you have to have you know, you have to medically transition. And so it's incredibly, you know, like anti-non-binary because a lot of non-binary people don't medically transition. A lot of trans people don't medically transition on both sides. And so 
it's just a controversial area in the trans community and the LGBTQ community. I hate it because as a non-binary person that doesn't have, I mean, I do have some gender dysphoria, but it's, it comes and goes. Like sometimes I hate my boobs and I want to get top surgery. And then sometimes I love my titties and I want to have them out 24 seven. Not everyone experiences the same gender dysphoria. Not everyone experiences gender dysphoria period so it sucks that she was like someone had tweeted something that was trans medicalist saying that non-binary people hurt the trans community by not because they don't have gender dysphoria or they're not medically transitioning and she either quote tweeted it retweeted it or commented underneath it with like a bunch of exclamation points you know pretty much agreeing with the post so this is my thing so what, what surgery, so do people that are transitioning, whether they're transitioning in, uh, to female or to male, so do they need, is Hunter saying like, they need to have at least one medical surgery? Do they need to have top and bottom surgery? Because I definitely understand, I mean, one, that's like classist because not everyone mm-hmm. can pay for surgery. And two... I forget. But yeah, I mean, I don't think that anyone needs gender. I mean, a lot of trans people, I feel like go through gender mm-hmm. reassignment surgery to solidify to that their personal, right. however they feel it'll make them feel better if they get top or bottom surgery. But I mean, bottom surgery for both, I know is like a very invasive mm-hmm. procedure. And I understand why some trans people definitely don't want to get body right. surgery I totally and i can't speak on to trans women and what they experience at the bottom but i do see a lot of tiktoks of trans men like once they start taking testosterone their clit gets bigger so sometimes they don't even have to have bottom surgery because the hormones made it big enough you know that's actually crazy yeah why go through an invasive <laughs> surgery because all they're doing in the surgery is giving you a dick, putting your clit on top, or, you know, making a vagina. But for trans men, if your hormones are doing the job, why go through that invasive process if you don't want to? You don't have to do anything. You know, you don't have to undergo any kind of surgery. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to take hormones. You don't have to have surgery. You don't have to change your name to be trans. Or to be non-binary. And no, I, I think that the biggest thing is just the idea that one group is doing something to hurt the other. When we need to look at the actual system that hurts people, not you versus me. That's not what it is. You know, does that make sense? Especially as a trans woman, you have undergone so much ridicule and hate to you know get to where you are and live the life that you want to live but you're still gonna go over here and put certain people down i just it's tacky i hate it very tacky and hunter for you to be a part of that community and do anything to put that community i mean of course you're not going to agree with everything that your community does but i just feel like that was uncalled for and unnecessarily like you could have kept those exclamation points to yourself and you know that you're like a trans icon icon in hunter is in one of the most popular TV shows probably mm-hmm. to date. I mean, I'm sure there's more popular ones, but Euphoria, like, for there to be a trans woman, or I'll just say a trans person in Euphoria, 
and that be part of the central storyline mm-hmm. as well. That's like such an incredible feat. And then for you to do that, it's fucked up. I love Euphoria so much and it'll always have a special place in my heart. It's just not the hype that it used to be, I feel like, because now Barbie's not coming back and that makes me really sad. And then Hunter kind of sucks now. So, I mean, I'm sure she's going to give a badass performance, but that on top of not having Barbie there next season, we'll see what happens. Honestly, between me and you and everyone who listens to podcasts, I didn't really give a fuck about Barbie. You know what I mean? Honestly, I didn't really care about her character either way. Well, it's because she wasn't getting any time. They did her so dirty. They could have gone on such an amazing, like, dominatrix path with that. And she just got yeah. screwed over. That was for the for the second season. I definitely didn't like her performance in the second season. That's not her fault, though. It's just how mm-hmm. she got written. But all I know is the only person I would not watch Euphoria as she left was my girl Alexa. Oh my god. I was about to say, the reason I'm going to watch the next season is for Alexa and Zendaya, obviously. But we know Zendaya's not going to leave unless she dies. But then the the show would be over because it's about Zendaya's character, Rue. I am so ready for the Maddie (laughs) shit. She is so hot. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I finally just got my dental insurance. Oh, you can keep this in. I just got my dental insurance paperwork. So guess who's in their wisdom teeth taken out? Yeah. That is so exciting. No more, to- no, no more tooth pain. No more tooth pain. Your cheeks are going to be so swollen for like a whole ass two weeks. Oh, 100%. You definitely should do that but I- at like your one of your breaks. Because you don't want to be like going to class and walking around for that. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I should probably wait until December mm-hmm. if I can push it. They're not in the pain now, but... So that was our episode on conversion therapy. And then, of course, our little pop culture chat because we are always chatting. Yeah. And again, any new listeners that weren't here for the advice episode or previously, anything that you would like to see, feel free to DM us or email us at lesbianspodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the Patreon, uh, subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash lesbianspod. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, and we will see you next week. Bye. See you next week.